This is the When Life Happens podcast, the real podcast all about helping real people overcome real life issues successfully. And since life never stops, let's get after it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the When Life Happens podcast. I'm your host, William Jackson, and I'm excited because we're back for another opportunity to live, learn, and grow together. I'm back. I'm excited. We took a week off because I was celebrating my wedding anniversary with my wife, and I'll pause for cheers here. So um, we were away celebrating our anniversary and we had a phenomenal time. I believe that any time you can take to create lasting memories that will last forever are imperative because time is the only thing that we don't get back. When you think about how time is constantly moving, we were away for a week and while we were there, when we first got there, we were doing so many things and it was like, wow, um, it's only Tuesday and things are moving so slow and we're having such an amazing time. And then you blink and it's Friday and it's like, wow, where did the time go? That's why memories are so important, right? That's why you, when you can create a lasting memory, jump on that opportunity because this moment we will never see again. These few seconds that we're sharing, these few minutes that we're sharing together, we will never see again. That's why memories are the beacons when we look back through our history that remind us of a time. I can vividly remember certain things that happened in my life, and then I also can be very honest and say, mm, I don't really remember this time. It's a little hazy because there might not have been memorable things that happened in this moment. And that's why creating memories whenever you can is imperative. Don't work your life away. Can I tell you that? Don't just work, 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 work. Because when you look back over the years that you've spent building and you have no memories there, that time will often feel lost. You'll look back and it's just a blur. Like, I don't remember five years of my life because I was just head down working. Now, I, I know the value of investment, investing in your business, investing in, in whatever you are trying to build and create. And sometimes you have to be head down. I'm not saying that you don't do that. I'm just saying don't only do that. Be intentional about taking some time to create a memory. Do something spontaneous. Do something that you will remember. That's why gifts are oftentimes great to show love and express it, but events and experiences are the things that stick with you. I guarantee you, you can go down in your life and when you think about what's happened and what's taking place in your life, you can remember certain gifts that you may have received, but the ones that stick out to you are the ones that have a story. If you woke up on Christmas morning and you had several gifts under the Christmas tree and you went to the tree and you opened your gifts and you saw, okay, I had this, I had that, but there was this one gift that was this huge box and it was wrapped and I opened it 
And when I opened it, it was nothing but newspaper and paper mache and and I had to dig through the box and I found another box and I had to pull it out and I had to open it and it was full of paper again and I had to dig and dig and dig and dig and then I found another box and then I pulled that out and then I opened it and it was a note inside that told me to go outside and my bike was sitting on the patio the bike is the gift but the experience is why you will remember that bike forever. Because I've gotten bikes over my lifetime. I don't remember majority of them. I remember one. And um, I remember this one because this was, I think, the first Christmas where we moved from Cleveland, Ohio to Atlanta, Georgia. and. I was used to cold, snowy winters where it was freezing outside. And this was a polar opposite shift because it was Christmas. I got a bike and it was like 70 degrees outside. What? I can take my bike out right now without a snowsuit? <laughs> memory lodged right so create experiences create experiences do something regularly that you will remember put something on a calendar that you can jump out and say hey we're just going to go somewhere we're just going to change up and do something different we're not going to just work our lives away and then look back on our life and say yeah i was able to work and take care of my family and we built something special but the memories are the things that are going to really be monumental as you look back over your life so we went away to celebrate our anniversary we had an amazing time. A couple of things that really stood out to me, and then we're going to jump into what we're talking about today. The service at this place was so incredible. I mean, from start to finish, everywhere we went from check-in to our attendees at the beach club to Everybody that we encountered, to the bellmen, to the restaurateurs, everybody was exceptional with their service. And service is big for me. If you know anything about me, I've worked in service industries. I've built successful careers in service. I've managed hotels. I was in management for a major airline. I I have known service because I myself am a servant leader it's just wired in me i am the one who goes to hotels and when i get up and i'm about to go out for the day i'm straightening up so that the housekeeping staff doesn't have to do too too much i'm going to take all the towels put them in one corner on the floor i'm gonna straighten up the bed a little bit i'm gonna make sure all the trash is in the trash can just making things easier because i know what it's like to be in service and have to service people in the amount of work so that's just my heart it's just my wife a lot of times is like okay can we leave and i'm like i'm coming just let me get this let me set this up i know that that's their job <laughs> but let me assist in any way I can. So the service was impeccable. Here's a takeaway. 
is that you have to level set your expectations. If you want high quality anything, service, high quality materials, high quality food, high quality experiences, you have to be willing to invest more to get what you desire. I think that one of the greatest frustrations a lot of times in people's lives is they are expecting a five-star experience at an half-a-star establishment. We want the creme de la creme, the premier service, but only pay for the baseline, not even baseline, the, the, the beneath, the, the median, the, the, I don't even know the words. We want to pay for things at a very, very, very low cost. We want to invest in a very, very low manner and achieve these maximum results in our shopping, in our businesses, in our marriages. And I want to tell you that you cannot pull out what you are not willing to put in. An outcome is created on an input, on an investment. I cannot draw a return on an investment I have not invested. So that's the key takeaway. If you want five-star service, if you want a five-star marriage, if you want five-star relationships with your children, if you want a five-star business, guess what? It's going to take a greater investment that you have ever invested because I can't walk into a fancy premier steakhouse and expect that that the service there is going to translate to the cheapest of a fast food restaurant. It is going to be two different experiences because when I go into this restaurant, my expectations are set a little higher because I am paying for more. I am investing more, so I'm expecting more. If I go to a low-level fast food restaurant, and I'm expecting this high-quality steakhouse service, I am setting myself up for frustration because I need to level set my expectations. If I am looking at my marriage and I am not seeing what I desire and I have not invested to ensure that the marriage that I have is indicative of my desires and what I want to see and the type of life that I want to live with my spouse. If I am looking at it and it does not resemble that, but I have not invested to ensure that that happens, then the frustration should lie with me because I have to level set my expectations. What am I investing and how am I ensuring that the things that I desire 
are actually going to take place because I have put in the time, I've put in the money, I've put in the effort, I've put in whatever I need to put in to get out what I desire. So level set your expectations. Stop frustrating yourself going to places where there are low level services and where you go get things for cheap and expect the service to be top notch. It's not going to happen. If you get frustrated with bad service, but you keep shopping at bad places, hey, the issue might be with you, um, just to let you know. So we want to level set our expectations. Second takeaway is this, and then we're going to dive into what we're talking about. We did this amazing experience where we had a candlelight um, dessert dinner slash experience on the beach. And for our anniversary, we went out and there were... Um, there was this young lady and she set up this beautiful experience for us on the beach and it was table chairs, this beautiful umbrella, um, these beautiful gold plates and candles and flowers and champagne and desserts. And it was amazing. And before we went, the forecast said it was going to storm and she was asking and saying, hey, do you guys still want to do this? Because this storm is saying that it's about to get nasty. So I would suggest maybe moving it to another day. We can do it another time. But this is our actual anniversary day. So my wife is saying, babe, what do you think? I said, Man, let's go ahead. Let's do it. You know, we're going to go ahead. Let's go forth because I believe that the weather is going to do what it needs to do. Let's do it. And she says, I totally agree with you. We're going to do it. So after we have our dinner and then we're heading over to this experience on the beach and she's saying, okay, you know, I'm a little nervous, you know, because the weather, because the weather, the forecast is saying this and, you know, but it looks, it looks in front of us now, like things are sort of clearing up and, you know, the, the clouds behind us, they, they, they appear to be like uh, storm clouds and things. So we're going to, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to just be close. And if it starts to rain and all of that. So we sat down and we, you know, had our desserts, our champagne and we celebrated in an incredible fashion and no lie, this sunset that night was the best sunset of the entire trip. The sky was as if God literally just painted a, a mosaic masterpiece right in front of our eyes. It was impeccable. I mean, this sunset was just drop dead gorgeous. The sky was um, multi-layered, multicolored, and and behind us, the clouds were gray and they were gloomy, and it it would it appeared as though that the storm was about to take place. But as we stood up and we were taking pictures and videos and just living in the moment. My wife found out or identified and saw that right behind us was this incredible rainbow that was poking out from the gray clouds that looked as if the storm was about to literally sweep over the beach. And we had an, an amazing experience. It was incredible. And so glad that we pushed forward to go through with it because that opportunity 
was the only time the sky was going to be that beautiful. It was the only time that we were going to be able to have this experience. And I think it was the only time that we saw a rainbow. So the takeaway from this moment is this. There is always going to be an opportunity for you to stop and say, maybe another time. There's always going to be an opportunity for you to stop and say, maybe tomorrow. Well, we can put that off. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. The forecast says that the probability of me succeeding is low. So based on what the forecast says, what someone else told me, the information that I received, I am going to make the decision to say next time. There is always going to be an opportunity to say next time. Can I please, can I implore something upon you? Please, 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 please resist the urge to say next time. Resist the urge to say next time. One, here's a foundational truth. You don't know if you'll have a next time. We hope for the next moment, but all we have is this moment. You don't know if you have a next time. Two, the most beautiful opportunities are created in the face of adversity or what appears to be a storm brewing. You will never have the opportunity to create something in this moment again. Resist the urge to say next time because everything happens in the lifetime of a moment and you would be surprised. You would literally be shocked at the beauty, at the amazing opportunity, at the immaculate experience that you would have if you just said, I'm going to go through it now. I know what the forecast says. I know that people are saying that the probability of me succeeding is low. I know that no one in my family has ever done this. I know that I've never experienced this type of success before, but I am going to go through with it now because I don't know if I'll get a next time. And even if I get a next time, it may not be as beautiful as this time right now. Resist the urge to say next time, and seize the moment of now because you will experience such incredible success in whatever you desire to do. Even if it doesn't turn out the way you wanted it to turn out, you, the success of you making the attempt, the success of you seizing the moment, because every time you have an opportunity to say next time and you say no I'm going to do it now. You are training your brain to break the cycle of procrastination. Every time you are faced with a next time moment and you say no, now you are rewiring the brain to understand that we seize the moment. That my fear is not in control. The things that I'm facing and the things that may come up against me are not in control. I am in control. We seize the moment and we step out on faith. It's faith over fear every day. I heard a wise man once say that fear is temporary, but regret is permanent. The fear is only in the moment that you are faced with that is the initial 
interaction or the initial engagement. When people go up into an airplane to skydive, which I cannot wait to do, even though my wife will not go with me and she really doesn't want me to go, I need to jump out of a plane with somebody. So um, the, the moment that people go up into a plane, and they have the parachute on and they're strapped to um, their instructor and the door opens of the plane. Fear kicks in. Oh my God, what am I about to do? I can't even imagine the ex- exhilaration and the amount of energy and and just excitement that's taking place in that moment. You feel the wind smacking your face you, and they're scooting you to the edge of the plane. I, I can imagine that that scoot, every scoot is building even more fear and, and anxiousness. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm about to jump out of a perfectly fine plane. This is a perfectly functional plane. There is nothing wrong with it. And I digress for a moment. I'm watching this series. Uh, my wife and I, we were watching this series on Apple TV. And it is about this plane getting hijacked. Oh, my. It is amazing. Um, And I don't know if you're one of those people who, if you watch certain things, you hold on to the memory of it. And you're like, okay, next time I get on a plane, I'm thinking about that. I'm looking around and I'm, okay, what's happening here? Um, Let's, can we check? You're walking up to the pilot. Hey, can we check the fuel? Or can we make sure we're not flaming out? Um, What's what's the fuel level? What's our altitude? Uh, Can you tell us? Because I know that it gets very dangerous around this, this altitude. You know, the people who get on and they're the resident experts. So, you know, I'm watching the show. It's amazing. And so I'm, I'm thinking about the different aspects of how people create this level of fear in their thought process, right? So you get up and you're about to jump out of a plane. The door opens. All these things come rushing back. You start thinking about the shows that you saw about planes going down. You start thinking about all of the things that people have said. And, and now you're scooting out to the edge of this plane and you are fearful. And a lot of times people in that moment will stop and say, no, I can't do it. But for those who push past that fear and jump out of the plane, that fear instantly turns into this excitement, the best experience that I've ever had. And when you get down to the ground, the fear that you had in the plane turns into this incredible appreciation for the moment. You feel alive You've conquered this fear and you are so grateful that you decided to jump out of the plane. Just saying that sometimes to people, they have the thought process of, are you crazy? Why would you jump out of a plane? There's nothing wrong with it. And that fear oftentimes grips people right before the jump. And you get to that place and you're like, oh my God, this is so scary. Maybe I should not. But then if you push past that fear and take the leap, you'll see that this once in a lifetime experience, this incredible opportunity, this moment that will last with you forever was the greatest thing or the greatest decision that you could have made. So push past the fear and step out there and resist the urge to say next time.
So that was the anniversary. We had an amazing time. Now let's dive into what we're going to talk about today. And we may only start it today. We'll pick it up on the next episode. I am a very busy man. And my wife and I, we do a lot. And it's it's sometimes at the end of the night, and I think I've shared with this, uh, shared this with you before, is that I get to the end of the night and when we're tired, we're exhausted, we want to find something that we can just put on and oftentimes fall asleep to, um, something to sort of just shut your mind off, even though you have to guard that moment because that's when your mind is most vulnerable. We like to watch documentaries because a lot of documentaries seem to be safe, <laughs> right? And I saw this documentary and it piqued my interest and it's about these four quarterbacks that have been gracious enough to allow camera crews to journey with them on the journey of being a professional quarterback. Now, I am an avid sports watcher. I love football. I love it. It's just something about the exchange of these individuals just putting on these helmets, these shoulder pads, and these guys just smashing into each other. It's, I know to some people, people are saying, okay, that's, it's just a little barbaric. And it may be, but I like barbaric stuff. I'm one of those. If I was living back in um, the days of old, I would be just a warrior. I would be um, frontline, you know, one of the things that, um, I used to pretend to be often when I was young was a warrior and anything that I could find would turn into a sword. I don't care if it's a um, piece of a race car track, if it's some aluminum foil that I got a hold of and bent it up and turned it into, we were going to fight. So anyway, I love football. I love anything barbaric, to be honest with you. It just excites something in me. Um, and this documentary is about four quarterbacks journey and I turned it on and the opening scene, this quarterback said something and it literally stuck with me for, I, I'm probably going to say it's going to stick with me forever. This is a Super Bowl winning MVP. And the first thing he says is that the losses stick with you way more than the wins do. And I instantly took note of that comment. This is a successful quarterback, Super Bowl winning. And his first thoughts were the losses. Yeah, we may have won a lot and things have been incredible. I've had an incredible career, but the first thought out of his mouth is the losses stick with you way more than the wins do. Why do we do that? Why do we hold on to the losses way more than the wins? Why are we why are we consistently holding on to things that are negative instead of the positives? So I went down this rabbit hole and I found some information on something called the negativity bias. Now I work with leaders, with executives, with teens on helping them to develop 
authentic connection, sense of belonging, and all of these incredible ideas within the workplace. And a large part of that is helping them to confront and come face to face with their own biases. Now, I believe that we should be able to eliminate all bias because that will be the opportunity for us to connect on a deeper level beneath the surface and create a level of authenticity that you can't really achieve if you have a bias about someone. I, very honest, a lot of times I suffer for what's called the affinity bias. The affinity bias is having a connection or feeling a connection to those similar to you. Now, I'm 6'5", so anyone that's 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", I just want to high-five and chest bump, and I'm like, you understand it. You get it. Because buying shoes for me is an entire event. I can't go into regular stores. I feel very much discriminated against when I travel because all of the robes in the room don't come past my elbow and don't cover my knees all of the slippers in the room have six to eight inches of my foot dragging the ground in the back so when i see somebody who is tall or of a larger stature i'm like oh you get it high five you know what it's like and i wanted to get to the place where i understood the concept of the negativity bias because I think a lot of people approach life from the aspect of negativity. The negativity bias is our tendency not only to register negative stimuli more readily but also to dwell on these events. It's also known as a positive negative asymmetry. This negativity bias means that we feel the sting of a rebuke more powerfully than we feel the joy of praise. This psychological phenomenon explains why bad first impressions can be so difficult to overcome and why past traumas can have such a long lasting lingering effect. In almost any interaction, we are more likely to notice negative things and later remember them more vividly. So why do we do that? Why are we so driven by negativity? And how do we break and rewire the negativity bias? I'm so glad that you asked. And we'll talk about that well, next that's episode. all the time that we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the When Life Happens podcast. I hope that you found this episode both impactful and inspiring. Before you go, like and share the show, subscribe to it, leave us a comment, rate us and review us on all podcast platforms. Your engagement helps us reach more people and create a better show. But the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you're interested in more resources and tools of how to live a fulfilled life and step fully into your purpose or purchase your copy of the life-changing book, When Life Happens, head over to www.theofficialwilliamjackson.com for more information. Until next time, keep rising, keep thriving. And remember that no matter what life throws your way, you have everything inside of you you need to overcome and succeed when life happens.